What happens when kids have the freedom to know themselves as learners and lean into their agency? I'm Brad from Heinemann, and today, Debbie Miller and Emily Callahan join us to talk about fostering student agency in the classroom. Debbie and Emily are co-authors of I'm the Kind of Kid Who, Invitations that Support Learner Identity and Agency. Their book presents readers with a series of invitations that welcome students to explore their own motivations and choices. We began our conversation with how Debbie and Emily came to work together on their shared passions for student choice. As always, a transcript of this episode can be found at blog.heinemann.com. Well, how many years ago was it, Emily, when we very first met in North Kansas City? Well, my son is almost 10, so I was pregnant with him so over a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. So over a decade ago, um, I was doing some um, staff development work, professional development in um, North Kansas City. And so most often my work is um, working with a teacher. Um, We plan together and either I teach or we co-teach and then teachers watch. And then we we debrief and talk about, you know, what we saw, what we're wondering about, what next steps might be. And so it was through that work, I got paired up with Emily, luckily, and we, um, it just seemed like we clicked right from the beginning. And I could tell like, okay, I'm going to learn as much from this teacher as she's going to learn from me. And so it was really a decade of, um, I was in your room so many times, right? And we would play and then we would do things. And um, it was just, that's, that's how we met. And so then um, all these years later, I was doing the similar kind of work in another district and I um, met this child, Jude, and we were doing some work in this classroom around um, nonfiction work. And the teachers and I were trying to figure out, so how are kids going to show their learning? How are they going to show what they know? And, you know, all kinds of things came up. And I finally said, what if we just what if we just ask them, you know, how do you want to go about showing your learning? How will you show what you know? And so there was a little bit of like, oh, I don't know if we should do that. Teachers were worried. And I said, let's just try it. And so that's when there was this child over in the corner, just building um, a tower out of books. And, you know, there's all this like, oh, my gosh, you better get over there. What's happening? And I'm thinking, let's just stand back. Let's just wait and see what happens. And so the more we watched, Jude made this tower and then they... Um, got a piece of paper and started drawing and then another paper and started labeling and, you know, was talking about trusses and using the book from yesterday. And so it was this, we were just kind of in awe of what had happened. And so then afterwards, when I was doing some reflecting um, with teachers, but also on my own, I just thought, wouldn't it be something, you know, or how could we instill that sense of um, confidence and the sense of agency really within all children that Jude just seems to have um, all on their own. And so I tried to think about what might that be? You know, what might that be? And that's when the whole idea of what if we invited kids, you know, that was a whole invitations came into play. And so I thought, but now I don't have my own classroom. How am I going to go about that? And then later that night, Emily's face just popped into my head. I thought, okay, I wonder if Emily would be willing to think about invitations and how we could go about trying something out with children that would give them that that sense of identity, that sense of agency, you know, that sense of I'm the kind of kid who 
um, knows what I need, who knows how I learn, who knows what I need to thrive. And so that's when then we kind of reconnected. I guess we were never disconnected, but that's when we got together again to think about what this might, what a book like this might look like. The second Debbie called me and she was like, hey, do you want to like work on this project? And I didn't even hesitate. I was like, well, yeah, when, you know, Debbie asked you to do something, you do it because she's amazing. But yeah, so Debbie and I just started thinking about these just different invitations we could um, offer kids from things like where, you know, what if you could choose where to work to what kind of materials, um, you know, to what if you can make your thinking visible. And they kind of got more sophisticated. But that's what our our last few years has been, um, just inviting kids to make choices and constantly asking them to reflect along the way about what they're learning about themselves, who they are, how they learn. What we realized was that it was Yes, it was about choice, but you just can't have a bunch of choices without thinking about, so what did I try? So here's my choice. What happened, you know, to to build in time for kids to think about? So what happened here? What did I learn about myself? And that was what we learned that was key was the whole reflection piece, because without it, it, it just, it just didn't stick. It was just about choice making, you know, this, 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 I think took it into a deeper level of getting to know who you are, thinking about identity, developing that sense of agency that we wanted so much. Emily, I wonder if you could talk about how important it is to have reflection. It's a big part of your classroom culture. I wonder if you could share a little bit more about your classroom culture and how reflection comes through. You know, when I think back to my early years, you know, I set up my classroom, you know, I kind of launched things um, a lot differently than I do now. Um, Now it's from the very um, beginning, kids know that I'm not the one, you know, that's going to be making all the decisions from the get go. I'm going to ask them to try things out. And, you know, it's just a very um, no pressure here. We're going to try things out. And we're going to learn about ourselves and we're going to learn, um, you know, a little bit more about ourselves today than we did the day before. You know, when Debbie first called and was telling me about um, the Jude story, you know, I was just thinking there's so many Judes in our classrooms waiting to be discovered. I don't think they're an outlier. I think there's so many kids like that that just need to have the opportunities to try things And then again, it's not just about making, you know, you can give kids markers and sticky notes, you know, all day long, but if you don't stop and ask them like, so what'd you try today? You know, what, what were you making? Um, You know, why, why were you making it? So how did that, you know, um, influence what you chose to use? So just really thinking about the purpose and intentionality behind the choices and then giving them, you know, um, the stems like so so what'd you learn about yourself so i'm the kind of kid who you know and and when you just give them that little piece they'll say i mean they'll they'll surprise themselves they're like oh i'm the i'm the kind of kid who needs to spread out you know i need this really <laughs> big you know i need this giant piece of paper because i'm doing this really big project and then you you know you stop and go oh my gosh guys look at look what jj's learning about himself you know like he 
he knew that he was doing all this thinking. Um, you know, he was reading all these dinosaur books and he just really wanted to put his thinking on the page and he needed, he needed a big space. So JJ's the kind of kid that he knows what he's need, what he needs. And, you know, and you say, JJ, what'd you do yesterday? Well, I was just reading. So I needed a comfy spot, you know? And so, oh, so you are really thinking about um, your purpose. So constantly tying it back to reflective questions. And then when we're constantly sharing and reflecting um, about what we're learning about your, ourselves through the choices we make, then, you know, we're learning about each other. And then we're building that collective sense of agency. And, um, you know, then we get to know not only ourselves, but each other and, and who we are and how we learn and, and what we need. I think what I love about that so much, Emily and Debbie, is through those reflections, through those critical questions that you have throughout the book and the questions that you've just talked about a little bit, it really helps students advocate for themselves as well. They're learning about themselves, but then in the dialogue with their teachers, they're able to advocate for themselves as well. Debbie, I would love for you to talk a little bit about how critical it is to really listen to students when we ask these questions. We're not just asking these questions as like a placeholder or anything, you're really inviting us to really listen when we ask these questions. Right. I think it's maybe threefold when we think about that, because absolutely for us, it gives us great information about how a kid, are they, how, how are they going about reflecting on about who they are and what they need and how they're learning um, so it's it's great for us to get insight into a child and where they are. And it also gives the child an insight. You know, they, it's in there. But if, if we don't ask the question, they're not going to take the time naturally. I mean, we hope that it becomes a natural part of what they do when they're trying something. But in the beginning, it's hard sometimes for kids. Some, some kids do it right away. But I mean, if, if we keep with it, then they get develop a deeper insight into thinking about themselves in that way. And so that also, it's important for us, it's important for children. And it's also important when if we do it, like, sometimes kids are on their own, and sometimes we're all together. So then think about if kids are reflecting, and then other kids are listening in, and then they're, I believe they're getting a deeper understanding of how we all we're kind of headed in the same direction, but we get there in different ways. And though that then we become we begin to value not only how we figure things out, but how other kids figure out things in different ways. And it's all good, you know, that this is just the kind of community we are. You know, we're the kinds of kids who really think about who we are and what we need. And we listen to everybody else. So it gives, I think, kids also an insight into I think there's a piece of acceptance in there of others. I think there's a lot to think through there that um, it's just, it's almost everything, <laughs> you know, if we can help kids it becomes natural for them. Right. Well, yeah, Mike, I mean, the conversations, the conversations we have now when kids are sharing, you know, what they tried, it's not, well, can you say more about that? They, nowadays they're like well i tried this because i needed because i was doing this and i know that i need this you know and so they're very um their reflections now at this time of year are so much deeper than they were at the very beginning and debbie when you were talking about how the you know how we learn about each other 
um, then there becomes so many kids in the room that can help each other. They don't need to come to me. You know, if, you know, Lila did this um, for something, then they know that they can go to Lila now, you know, and, and when Micah, you know, decided that he was going to track his whole process reading a series, you know, that inspired four more kids to try something similar. And so it's just kind of, you know, we inspire and we, we influence each other. And that built, you know, and that's a huge part of our culture. There's that great quote when it comes to agency. Peter Johnson has it in his book, Choice Words, where he says, he's quoting um, Ann Dyson, where he says, a child must have some version of, yes, I imagine I can do this. And then, he, and then she says, and the teacher must view the present child as capable. And on that basis, imagine new possibilities. And so when we think about agency and when we think about invitations, it is about offering kids new possibilities to get to know themselves, to get to know each other, for us to get to know them as, as kids, as humans, right? And so it's, I mean, it's not only within invitations, it's just, it, it becomes just the way things are. And so we just, I mean, Emily and I, Emily and I sometimes we just think, oh my gosh, if, if, if just this, if we just gave kids up, opportunities to make choices, you know, to figure things out for themselves. I mean, how amazing would that be if we started in kindergarten and just moved on? And it, it isn't hard. I mean, that's the thing, you know, we tried to think about how can we make this feel doable? And so all of the, the different invitations they made in the beginning, we went through, I mean, Emily, what she would try, but there's lots of ways in. Basically, we just want kids to view themselves as the kinds of kids that can figure things out on their own because they know who they are, right? I mean, that's the, it's the goal. And, and Debbie, this is where I think about not just uh, developing agency in kids, but I'm thinking about my work with you the past 10 years and how you've helped me develop the sense of agency as a teacher. And I think through a ton of reflection and figuring things out, I've started to believe that I'm the kind of teacher who can figure things out. And when I have that agenda stance myself, I'm much more likely to offer it to kids because I know the excitement of when I figure something out through our work together. It's so exciting then to, to offer that to kids. Because you have confidence, right? I yeah. mean, just doing the same kind of work that we're asking children to do that helps your your lessons, your conferences, because you've actually done it. And then think about how kids, if you've done it, it's like, okay, I'm going to do that too. I mean, you have some credibility, right? Yeah, you've lived the process and you understand um, that journey. Um, and so it's much more authentic and real when you talk to children about it. Emily, I kind of want to go stick with that for a minute. So if I'm a teacher who hasn't been on that journey yet, but I want to get on that journey. I want to start that work. And, you know, I'm not really sure yet how I'm going to factor in time into this, but I really value student agency. What advice would you give that listener or that reader who's hearing this and is, is looking to kind of take that journey? You know, going back to what Debbie said about um, doing the work um, that we're asking our kids to do, um, I think regardless of 
time or, or resources and whatnot, I think even just that right there is, you know, whatever I'm going to ask students to be doing today, I need to think through it and, and do the work myself, whether that's thinking about materials, whether that is thinking, um, you know, if you, if you have a certain reading, you know, passage that you need to do, whatever, like just thinking, again, what's the goal here? What am I asking kids to do? I need to do it as a learner first. Then I kind of reflect on it. Like, what did I do? What were my pitfalls? Where did I get stuck? How did I get unstuck? How did I make my thinking visible? And then, so when I really reflect about that process to get there, um, that was a game changer um, for me and thinking about how I really focused on the process. I remember, Emily, when, when I was in your classroom, I mean, you would actually chart it in front of kids. I mean, you were being so honest about what it is you're doing, where you weren't understanding. I mean, that is exactly what you're talking about. And sometimes you show your work to kids, but other times you don't. But ultimately, it's just being aware of your mental processes, right? And what you do as a reader, a mathematician, a writer, a thinker. Because if we are not the reflective teachers, the kinds of reflective teachers who can figure things out, you know, it's not near, it's, it won't be nearly as impactful for kids because we, we, again, we have that collective sense of agency. Debbie, when, when I think of your writing, when I think of you as an author, I always think of you as bringing some much needed optimism and you always bring hope and joy in your words and this book with Emily really carries that. So I, I wonder, and we'll end with this, what inspires you both to remain hopeful and joyous in education today? I think every day, what's so great about being a teacher is that every day I'm going to learn something new about um, a child that I didn't know the day before. And I know that every day I'm going to kid watch, I'm going to listen in, I'm going to confer, I'm going to you know, write sticky notes to kids to, to show them, I see them and I see um, what they're learning about themselves. And the greatest thing about this work is I know I can always count on that a kid is going to do something that I never expected. And it's, it's just going to be amazing. And that's just the best, the best part ever is what we learn about each other each day. Well, see, this is how we think alike. Because when I was thinking about this, <laughs> What inspires, I mean, us, me, brings joy is kids, right? And so what we're hoping is from looking at all these kids that you'll see kids in our book that are just like your kids. And so Jude's at the beginning, you know, uh, a newly at the end. I mean, we just can't help but be inspired by children. And that's what keeps us at this for you know, year after year after year, because kids are, <laughs> kids are all that is, um, I think we, where we are. Our thanks to Debbie and Emily for their time today. Their book, I'm the Kind of Kid Who, is available to order now from Heinemann.com. You can follow Debbie's work on Twitter at Miller Reed, all one word, and Emily at Emily S. Callahan, also all one word. The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. It is produced and edited by Steph George. Sound mixing by Steph George. Our creative producer is Lauren Audette. 
And our executive producer is me, Brett Whitmarsh. To learn more about the Heinemann Podcast, visit blog.heinemann.com. Thanks for listening. Copyright Heinemann Publishing.